To preempt the traditional we were great before we sucked argument, let's agree that history is a bit fuzzy at times and conflicts arise as to whom invented what. As a matter of fact, and considering all of humanity's creations, most everything older than 500 years quickly dissolves into insignificant memory dust, and our vision tends to be conveniently distorted when we look too far into the past. For instance, the origin of universities is presented on Wikipedia as follows, and there are those that claim that university was a Muslim invention. Greater than their endowment by a prince or monarch and their role in training government officials made these Mediterranean universities similar to Islamic madrasas, although madrasas were generally smaller in individual teachers, rather than the madrasa itself, granted the license or degree. Scholars like Arnold H. Green and Hussein Nasser have argued that starting in the 10th century, some medieval Islamic madrasas became universities. George McDissey and others, however, argue that the European university has no parallel in the medieval Islamic world. Other scholars regard the university as uniquely European in origin and characteristics. The point being that regardless of what happened 1,000 years ago, humanity has evolved, and while some ethnic groups have developed and expanded their horizons, others are stuck in the intellectual mud of centuries past. Welcome to Islam. We have heard a plethora of theories as to why radical Islam is antagonizing everyone classified as infidels, especially Western cultures, and nothing makes sense thus far, especially as presented by the apologetic tones that emanate from well-known sources. Diplomacy continues to be outmatched by barbarism as if it is a surprise, and the radical qualification has become nothing more than a polite filter that implies that the sentiment is confined to a very small minority within Islam. Everyone with an ounce of active brain knows that the support for jihad is far wider than a mere handful of religious idiots, and support for Sharia law, an aberration without excuse, is well documented as a poll conducted by the Center for Security Policy indicates. Greater than more than half, 51%, of U.S. Muslims polled also believe either that they should have the choice of American or Sharia courts, or that they should have their own tribunals to apply Sharia. Only 39% of those polled said that Muslims in the U.S. should be subject to American courts. The fact that anyone would suggest or give serious consideration to replacing the American system of justice, even in part and as imperfect as it may be, with a religious-based, non-legislative alternative that hinges on some dude's hallucinations, you know whom it is, is a clear indication of how America has changed and how tolerance is being abused. While we're at it, let's bring back the Inquisition and then we shall bet on the outcome. Truth be told there's a segment within Islam that has left the Dark Ages behind, but that is a small minority, no ifs and buts about it. Let's simplify, especially because some mentally twisted people have an undying habit of complicating issues in a quest to obscure the truth. As an example, we shall look at clothing. Western cultures no longer dress like Elizabeth I or Christopher Columbus, yet Islam extols the virtues of women wearing a hijab, or what I call the burrito look. Here's the question, why don't men cover their heads? From my perspective, they could actually benefit from it because their behavior may be caused by too much exposure to the sun. Then again, aren't all religious garbs designed to fit some dubious man-made belief system replete with symbolism and rituals that is rooted on scientific illiteracy? And the Vatican is not exempt, although it is slowly adapting to the times, and hasn't called for war on non-believers. Without losing sight that all religions are man-made, not woman-made mind you, the Catholic Church used to require that women wear a veil as declared in the 1917 Code of Canon Law. By 1976 the Interinsigniors document established that veils were a thing of the past. Greater than but it must be noted that these ordinances, probably inspired by the customs of the period, concern scarcely more than disciplinary practices of minor importance, such as the obligation imposed upon women to wear a veil on their head, 1 Cor 11-2-16, such requirements no longer have a normative value. 
it isn't so much that women want to don the burrito look, but rather the fact that everyone must accommodate them. What if I created a religion named Exposé that is offended by any human with a covered head, as instructed by the hermit Charlie Prophet that talks to his God between midnight and 1am? Muslims would call me crazy. Exactly. It works both ways. If anyone believes that their God requires them to look a certain way, so be it, but don't expect everybody else to accept it. When you cross over onto my domain, please remove all cover and blend in with the crowd. No more tolerating stupidity. On that note, President Bill Clinton defined the Muslim problem and mindset quite well in 2015, although, and to cover his rear, he stated that Islam cannot be blamed. We know that he knows better. Greater than you read the profile of these two guys who were most prominently involved in the killing and how they got sucked into this by somebody essentially using religion, and religious politics, to advocate the world's greatest double standard, if you come to our country, we won't let you worship the way you want, we won't let you say what you want to say, we won't let you do what you want to do. However, we have come to your country, therefore we have the right to do whatever we want to do, including kill you if you make us mad. On the mindset, Bill was very direct but cautious, and fell short of stating that Islam, or Muslims, are lazy and a dismal failure. Greater than basically they're operating in a shame-based environment. You know, they know they are not as wealthy as some other places, they know they are not creating opportunities and that's a lot of trouble. It's a lot of work to get up and build something and it's a lot easier to tear a barn down and make kids play with guns and think they're going to heaven as soon as they get zapped for killing people who aren't and can't defend themselves. Let's close with the short version of American history, so everyone understands what the future holds, although I hope that a good solution will be forthcoming. Word has it that Christopher Columbus wasn't the first to visit America, and I think that everyone can accept that it is probable that others were here before Chris. Thus the question that truly matters is as follows, what did they build? I keep looking and can't find the improvements. This is how America developed, Western Europeans came to America about 500 years ago, and whether one likes it or not, the fact remains that they pillaged, killed and conquered the land. The practice is still alive and well, and Crimea is the proof. Then they applied the horrendous African practice of human slavery for economic gain. They even fought each other for what was morally right, and proceeded to build the greatest nation ever on one of Earth's largest pieces of prime real estate. And everyone else is a guest. Is it inconvenient, even racist? I am used to hearing those words, and the irrefutable answer is always the same, history can be a bitch. Now, some people can write and share fables about the past, and happily float above the land of unicorns, while pretending to be 8 feet tall with an IQ of 300, but the socio-techno-economic record never lies. So where do we go from here? Islam has created a situation analogous to having everyone standing in a mosquito-infested zone, but killing bugs one by one will not solve the problem. Not only are the occasional bites and the constant buzzing annoying, but mosquitoes are also hazardous to our health. Thus, I can assure everyone, especially refugees and migrants, that Europeans are far less politically correct than the Americans, and the zapping will start in earnest when they are pushed to the limit. Add the normal trigger of economic instability, and we're not far away from the big clash when an extremely strong and unmistakable message will be sent. The Americans will follow suit. Dash.